just pressure Basel. For 50 years. I'm asked to give an opinion and I like to give an honest one. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we work our way through the busy festive fixture list. The weather is doing its best to make it less busy with Rangers v Ross County and Aberdeen v Motherwell off. St Mirren v Kelly and Livy against St Johnston go ahead as does the Edinburgh Derby. But Nick Montgomery will now not be mic'd up after SFA intervention and Celtic stretch their lead at the top with a comfortable 3-0 win in Dundee. It is a Merry Christmas from everyone here on Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Scoreboard. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me is Mark Wilson and Roger Hannah. Yes, a very Merry Christmas to you all. Celtic celebrated yesterday with three goals and three points at Dundee. Rangers and County and Motherwell and Aberdeen all get to attack the leftovers tonight because their games are off. We'll find out where the natural order lies in Edinburgh. There's games, as you say, at Livy and at Paisley and this is peak Scottish football. This is why we don't let the SFA in here, Gordon, in case you switch off the mics. Yeah, well, it was a job well done first and foremost from Celtic yesterday. Never easy playing in Boxing Day away from home, but they made it look easy. They got there in the end, had plenty of opportunities and they ended up taking three of them to extend their lead at the top. A shame that we've got some games off. Feel sorry for those fans who maybe set off. Uh, and the big one, Hibs v Hearts. Looking forward, or I was looking forward, to hearing a manager on the touchline. But it's a shame it's been scrapped. 01419511025 No shortage of talking points A slight shortage of fixtures Compared to what we thought we were going to get But there we are Scotland in late December What can you do? 01419511025 If we start sort of yesterday And work our way to the present moment Celtic fans, what did you make of the game in Dundee? How does that set you up for the big one Coming up in a few days time? What was good about it? What was not so good about it? Does it set you up? Are you feeling a bit more confident? Are you feeling uh, a bit more back to where things should be? Any of the big talking points from that game as well? Feel free to get them. And then on to today, Rangers fans, the game against Ross County is off. If you've got any thoughts on why it's off or the decision to call it off or whatever, then of course we're here for that as well. Uh, What about on a footballing perspective though? I'd imagine many of you think, good, extra rest, no risk of injuries, that's absolutely fine ahead of the trip to Celtic Park. But maybe, maybe some of you think, mm, well, I'd rather not have an extra game in hand. I'd rather have more points on the board psychologically further down the line. Which one do you subscribe to? 01419511025. Similar story, any Motherwell fans who'd already left and headed up to Aberdeen? I know it's a frustrating one. So again, your thoughts there. We would rather talk about the games that are on. So any St Mirren fans, let's... Do that. How do you feel about that game tonight? And the Edinburgh Derby. We're still looking forward to it. It's still a massive game. But what do you make of the fact that Nick Montgomery will now not be mic'd up and there will be 
no body camera used. Uh, it was a bit of innovation that had been planned. The SFA have got concerns though, and it looks like we've waited right until the last minute to announce those. Um, so what do you make of that? 01419511025. Nice Christmas. Whilst everyone gets their calls in. It's lovely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Had yeah. a great time. Thoroughly enjoyable. Mm. One of you's got a new Christmas jumper on. That's got to be you, Mark Wilson. That's a, that has got Christmas <laughs> present written. How do you like it? it? Yep. Yep. Nice. Yeah, that's the first time on I was going to say Roger I would say the same but I've seen you wear that shirt about yeah. 47 times oh, in no, here, so. maybe 45 mm. you only knew it was a new Christmas jumper because you still got a tag on <laughs> that's because he's going to return it he said, <laughs> said to me he's kept the gift receipt yeah, going to take it back oh it's a certainty get yeah. a few quid for it it's always it's always a kind of point of discussion when do you wear your new stuff I've, I went straight away and it, now it's televised I just new, wanted to get it out of the new way new jacket Sort of, so I'm actually off to a 30th birthday party after, oh. after the show. So it's oh. just a social butterfly, really. So, uh-huh. had what to, um, dreadful timing for an event right after Christmas. Can't really control when you're born, I suppose. Though, no, can you? Ah, it's quite point. difficult, that. It's yeah. difficult to plan. Just don't throw a party then. Um, you never know. Maybe everybody's <laughs> off work looking for an extra. It's not like, listen, it's not like you to turn down a social event anyway. No, no, I've got another one tomorrow, actually. I've got a wedding I'm going see. to tomorrow. Oh, Tis one the of season. <laughs> He's, he's still in his current one just but, now. But nice Christmas. Why, why does it ev- everybody in this country says, aye, quiet? Even if it wasn't. There's no way no. everybody had a quiet Christmas, no. but everybody yeah. says their Christmas was quiet. No, we'll, we'll discuss this off air. Both Mark and I were hosting and we had into double figures of guests and uh, a few dogs as well. Didn't aye, they? aye. Mine Running wasn't quiet. So I've just started to get rid of people from my house just well, now. So, so you're <laughs> finally someone who would admit yours was not quiet. No, yours no. Never is. Just dogs, aye, family members, aye, just people everywhere. Confetti. Mm. See when the people buy you Christmas crackers for the table and they don't think about the confetti that's inside. My mother, my mother came up with these Christmas crackers and everybody's pulling them and confetti's everywhere. I'll still be there next year. Well, it sounds like a wild party in Mark Wilson's house, I must yeah. admit, 01419511025. If you have any random nonsense Christmas thoughts rather than football, of course, we're here for you. Um, but I think we've got enough to get our teeth into. Celtic winning at Dundee yesterday. It looked like they would have the longer rest. Um, but of course, the Rangers game is off tonight. What does that mean? Does it matter? What about the decision-making process? Aberdeen Motherwell off as well. Nick Montgomery not getting mic'd up after all the hullabaloo that was made about that last week. Uh, so get your thoughts in right now, please. Davy is going to kick things off in Kirkcaldy. How's it going, Davy? How we doing, boys? We're very good Hi, in here, Davy. No complaints. Glad to be back. What's on your mind tonight? Um, well, first of all, <laughs> I was a question for Mark. I was asking him if he's actually recovered from the hot wing challenge I watched on Boxing Day. <laughs> <laughs> Just about I, I'm not joking The, the hot wings at I the did end see this For anyone who doesn't know Mark insane. Wilson and Gordon DL Appeared on Their, their YouTube stars now On yep. Open Goals Hot Wings Challenge but everywhere. As, as the name suggests They ate hot wings And um, I actually watched it this morning uh, yeah. An hour and a half of my life I'll never get back But, but listen My, my on-air partner He stitched me up Didn't he? So he did No spice mm. on his wings I had Ultimate spice And the wings at the end were insane how hot they were. It must have taken me about three hours for my mouth to come. Just, just your mouth. So sometimes <laughs> just I always mouth, just my By the way, no, uh, the other nah, night was the next plenty. day. <laughs> uh, but it, you sometimes watch these things and think, oh, that's for a fake. People are acting up. No, no way. Mm. Do you know? Have you, no, have you noticed this, Roger Hannah? Because my Christmas was going quite well and it got ruined 
uh, on Boxing Day when I turned on Clyde One, as I do, to find that Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel apparently think that they're, they're DJs. They get left to their own devices <laughs> for three hours in here. Uh, do you think they're getting a bit carried away with themselves, as if well, they're some sort of yeah, Anton Deck double yeah, act? Well, I mean, they are now on the television more than Anton Deck. It's sensational, I mean, honestly. TV, radio, YouTube. I couldn't imagine how many people must have turned down that gig for them mm. to ask us and allow us to do it. It was great. I'm, it, I'm wanting to bin this and it, just go into the music It's not that I'm industry. not happy to see you, but I was sort of hoping to get them both together so that I could bring this up. I just feel like, I feel like they're trying trying to forget about us yeah. and also I, I actually wonder if it was a tactic by Clyde One because Clyde One turns 50 mm-hmm. on Hogmanay and I actually just wonder if they were thinking of shutting the station <laughs> at 50 by putting this pair on I mean just the <laughs> lack of gratitude I, I made you to you did. Did, I, did I get asked to do any of this stuff honestly we wanted to see how we got on without you I think it went alright we'll see uh, Davey anyway what about the football what are you thinking well there's a question for you guys to get your opinion on the call off for tonight's Rangers game because social media has went into meltdown with conspiracy theorists saying that, <laughs> that Rangers gave Ross County a backhander to give them an extra two days rest and I'm I'm gobsmacked because surely right, we would rather potentially get a win tonight to close the gap to two points so that we can potentially go top on the 30th um and they're you know, going on about these two nights or two days of rest that we're going to get. And I was just to ask the panel, do you, what do, what's their thoughts mm. on it? Do you really think that two days is going to make much of a difference? Or do you think Rangers would have rather have went there? Potentially. I'm not saying tonight was a foregone conclusion, but mm-hmm. you like to think that at home, I guess, Ross County, we would get three points, close the gap to two points, we have a chance on Saturday going top of the league. It's a good question because that that those are your options. It's either a good rest, or the games in hand and so on become a bit of a pain in the neck. Which which one? Well, I think Rangers would have rather played the game. I think they would have rather go into Saturday's game with the opportunity to go top of the league. No doubt about it. I mean, rest okay another couple of days, but it's not going to do you much good. And I think especially about, the run you're on yeah, at what the minute. About preventative though, you know, you go tonight yeah. and. I mean, Con- well, Conor Goldson's probably a prime example. Limps yeah. off against, you know, Motherwell. Yeah. Um, say someone like him played tonight and then, you know, got ruled out of the weekend. I suppose that's always a, a always concern. A it's always a risk in any game. But, look, I think you touched on it earlier. You'd rather have the points on the board than games in hand. And that's always been my opinion. Um, and I would, if I was in that Rangers team, I'd much prefer going to Celtic Park with the opportunity to go on top of the league and to keep this good run going. I love conspiracy theories. Mm. Uh, look, I, I, know, I, even even by our standards, surely this is all tongue-in-cheek. There, there's cars the a, stuck yeah, on the, the A9. The A9 is not in on, on people's People, people spending the night huddled in their motors because they can't move through the snow. And there are people trying to tell us mm. that Philip Clement organised this. Like I say, surely, even I mean, by your standards, this, this stuff is, is this tongue-in-cheek. Is, no, Matt's right, Matt's a player, he knows. Players want to play football. Rangers were expecting this game, it's been on the calendar, they were ready to play, they would have wanted to play, and they would have played on. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing for Rangers, not just the Goldson situation, but the number of injuries they've got. You know, John Lundstrom is obviously a doubt for Saturday at Celtic yep. Park as well. They're already missing... Danilo and Jack and Lawrence and Raskin and Sifuentes and all the others so they couldn't really afford any more injuries so it's Rangers would have played the game Mark's right they would have preferred to play 
I don't think it's... Do you think a, they would have, though, yeah? Yeah, fo- yeah I think fo- that's what fo- footballers and football managers mm. just want to I think when you're play. preparing as well, over that Christmas period, um, you know, the players would have been in Christmas Day, they're so in game dis- mode. So disrupt the schedule a little bit? I, I, of course it does, because they're preparing um, for these games. Philip come on, would have had it in his schedule, how much workload these players do, and then it does disrupt everything. So, look, I get the point that if there are a few borderline players who were carrying knocks, it gives them that you know, extra couple of days recovery. But I think most of them would have wanted to play it, got three points and moved mm-hmm. on to Saturdays. So Davy, that's very much your view. You don't you don't like the rest, you don't think that's gonna be beneficial, you don't think that's a good thing? No, I mean I'm I'm actually shocked that the Celtic fans are are reacting the way they are. I mean if I was a Celtic fan, you've never got no possibility whatsoever of Rangers coming to Parkhead on Saturday and going top. That's now safe. So regardless of what happens on Saturday, um, Rangers kind of go top me. So for me as a Rangers fan, I'm devastated because, again, it was never a foregone conclusion. But if we did win tonight, then we could we could go there and we could really, really play play for. There's nothing bigger to play for than to go top in the league. So, um, but that's, you know, a different mob. Um, and my last question, or my last point, if you will, was to ask the panel about this madness between the two the two clubs. Um, obviously, with the Rangers game and the Aberdeen game being called off tonight, we've now got the Edinburgh Derby, and it's getting to the stage now where the Edinburgh Derby's got a bigger atmosphere at it than a Rangers-Celtic game, and I really do wish that they would just stop all this nonsense and get the fans back in. And no five or six or seven hundred go back to the way it was, because they're absolutely killing the one thing that we hit, which was the biggest atmosphere and the biggest derby in the world, in my opinion. Uh, uh, yeah, it is Christmas, so it's only fair that you answer Davy's point, but we have enough of these debates on nights when we are actually arguing about ticket allocation. So let's let's condense it. Answer Davy's well, point, we but let's not argue about this one. When the ticket allocation story broke, Gordon, I'm 100% with Davy. The atmosphere was 100 times better when Celtic had the full Brimlin Road stand at Ibrox and when Rangers had six or 7,000 tucked away to the right at Celtic Park. Uh, but I think the clubs at the minute, because of the disintegration of the relationship between the two boards, this ain't changing anytime soon. Thanks, Davey. All the best. That was Davey in Kirkcaldy, who is going to make way for Serge on the line. How's it going, Serge? Uh, good evening, panel. Uh, Merry Christmas. I hope you all had a good one. And you, Serge. Serge. Was uh, it good? Was it quiet, let me guess? <laughs> Actually, mine was quiet. Anyway, what are you thinking quiet. today? Well, basically, obviously, regarding this, I've got a wee bit of a rant. Go okay, now I've been at Ibrox today, right? Now I can, I'm a Rangers fan. I wanted this game on. Uh, I'm sick of Celtic conspiracy theories about a day's extra rest, right? But I can categorically confirm it. And I've seen the pitch. The penalty spot isn't waterlogged, right? It's not today, but the penalty spot being waterlogged, right? The pitch is playable. That's a joke, by the way. Now, what I'm saying is, see these games run about New Year are fixtures. Celtic always seem to benefit from fixture relief. Mainly New Year, but some other times. Now, I get the conditions are bad coming down the A9, but even the aliens in the sky knew that Storm Derrick was coming. Could Ross County North come down the day before? Could they know even I've got the train down or the plane down? Right for Inverness, because as far as I know, the planes and the trains are still gone. Uh, and it's just a, a joke. I had people 
had a lesson in Glasgow coming up for down south, and now they're saying, what, 150 mile journey, and the game's off. Right. At the last minute, yeah. it's, a, it's a joke. And my whole point is, we keep hearing Rangers are getting favours, penalties this, penalties that, right? The, uh, the Selleck are hard done. Selleck get away with blue murder with fixture, with fixtures all the time. If it was the, uh, the, the time with Ange, and it seems to be where Rangers can be in the ascendancy and Celtic are in a wee bit of... But Serge, is, is, this not, is this not just all about the way you spin it? Because if you want, like we've said earlier, you could say, well, Rangers now get get a longer rest. So is it not just is, it, is everybody not just doing the same thing like we always do here? Viewing everything through our own lens and then projecting that as some sort of bigger problem. Ross County don't have money. To, Ross County are not going to fly to Glasgow for the game search when they'd planned to drive down. When they suddenly just go and jump on a plane instead. Right, but well, well uh, it's a game it needs fulfilled. Right, uh, but it's not safe though for them to come down. Right, 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 right. Could they have come down yesterday? I think that's a fairer question, mind. Roger. I think that's fairer. When they play Serge on a Saturday at three o'clock, County come down the night before, whether they're playing Celtic or Rangers or Kelly or St. Mirren yep. or Motherwell, um, they didn't because it was 7 45. Um, my own view is that we all knew Storm Garrett was coming, um, so why didn't they come down yesterday? Now, I say that and it's tempered by the fact that. Motherwell did go to Aberdeen in plenty of time. Motherwell were there. <laughs> exactly. And that game's been called off because roads are shut and supporters can't get to the game. So even if Ross County had come down yesterday and were in Glasgow, county fans wouldn't have been able to come down. Would they have put the game off because of that? Same way they've put the Aberdeen-Motherwell game off because Motherwell fans can't get to the game. Yeah, it's a great point that Roger makes. Uh, of course... It'll be a cost thing as well. Ross County coming down the night before a 7.45. You've got the cost of the hotel overnight and for the full day. I believe if it was like when I played, they would have came down today, went to a hotel for maybe a couple hours and then had their pre-match meal there and then I broke. So the cost implications of overnight are obviously, you know, much bigger. So Because that's not in, in theory uncommon because obviously Rangers try... Um, did Rangers stay in Dundee the night before, actually? I think they did. Remember that game was... They were, well, yeah, late kick-off. Because they were, they were just along yeah. the road. No, they, didn't, they stayed off in Fife, didn't they? No, stay in St Andrews. Okay. Right? Forget that. Um, <laughs> but I suppose Serge is... I don't know, because I genuinely don't know the answer to this. Should should clubs be obliged to check the forecast you know, and, you, then and then... You know something? That, I, I can't believe this, that the SPFL don't have rules to address this. Amazing. Yeah. But again, I... I think there are many things that, that we do wrong but I, I don't know if sometimes we're a bit hard on, on everybody, like should there be a rule what, that you need to go and stay down the no, night before? No, 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 but I, I just think I think we're late fans down in this country the, uh, when I got up this morning I knew there was a mm. doubt over the Aberdeen Motherwell game. Well that was called off was, much later I knew there was a doubt Rangers, over the Rangers um, Ross County game, at that stage I thought it was a doubt over St Milne Kelly because yeah. was, I think it was a patch in the pitch at Paisley that they're probably still working on just now but they let it go and they let it go and they let it go. How many of your Motherwell supporting pals, Gordon, would be going up the road? Motherwell were putting out yeah, tweets late, yeah. in the afternoon to say, the A90 is now shut. Try the Going A92 via yeah. Broth. At that point, at thought, that point mm. you're thinking, this is utterly <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, it is unfair in that respect. Ross County won. Um, yeah, maybe they could have came down, but I think Motherwell fans... <laughs> a harder done by who who would have set off travelling. And, and the same and when they have, talk there. about county. I think county's bigger crime is Saturday. You know, waiting and waiting and waiting, and then Hibs fans are mm. way up at Pitlochry and, and then here, also, there, and everywhere. See, see, to be fair, right again, 
If you come down last night And you stay And the game's on How do you get back up the road tonight? Yeah And you stay again yeah, Because yeah. the day night's still So um, we can all grumble um, And that's what we're doing here anyway Thank you very much to Serge I'm interested right Because my very non-scientific survey of social media today I had the impression that most of you Rangers fans Would have preferred the rest And would have sort of just taken this in the chin And not have too much problem with it But both callers so far Would have much preferred that this game went ahead So if there's anyone out there who wants to add to that debate Call us right now please Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hear it Watch it Search the YouTube stream now The team with the biggest support In Glasgow and the West For 50 years Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna are here It's 01419511025 It should have been a huge night in the Scottish Premiership I think we've had to downgrade it to big night Because we're two games down Still some good fixtures to look forward to And keen to get your thoughts on yesterday's fixture Between Dundee and Celtic as well Celtic fans, what was good about it? What did you enjoy? Does it set you up well? For the game at the weekend Any big talking points or controversies You want to discuss as well We are here for you Let's go Colin Who's from Motherwell How's it going Colin? How are you doing Gordon? Not Roger, bad Hi Colin Not bad I'm just on my way back down to the Perthshire uh, We had a couple of nights Booked up in the Fisher's Hotel Up at Pitlochry And I'll tell you Every road possible You can't even get into Pitlochry It's that bad I says, well, we even tried up, going up through Blair Gowrie. I says, but the only road I didn't try was the Aberfeldy. I says, I drive a truck for a living. I wouldn't even take my motor off it. But that's how bad the roads are. So that road's been shut. The A9's been shut for about this afternoon. And that was us leaving this at about 12 o'clock, half 12 to go up there today. So basically, the roads are that bad, but... I wouldn't, I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even consider it a conspiracy theory. I know what some people think of it, but no. I need, I need to get to the bottom of this, right? Because I know everything is a conspiracy theory, right, in Scottish football. But And I've seen the tweets and whatever, but I just assumed it was all a bit tongue-in-cheek. I mean, it, it must be. We're not actually serious here. Well, well it's not of Collins He's calling up and giving his updates on all the roads He actually believes that people are, are thinking this is a some sort I, of I know people like to shout use. penalty for Rangers yeah. When we're getting to the stage where they're shouting storm for Rangers <laughs> I think it's a wee bit too far Especially No, in fact, I, I shouldn't even need to add a caveat But especially when, according to our first two callers There is a debate about whether this is even yeah. a good thing yeah. Or a bad thing in a footballing sense That it's off Listen, it's off. The weather's bad. It's the end of December in <laughs> Scotland. Happening? It's not yeah. a million to one chance that games are going to be called off. It's off. Mm. Colin, I hope you get home safe. How how far, how far close to Betodri did Daz get to go up and watch Motherwell? Do we know? Listen, he was turned by. <laughs> I went to Fir Park on Christmas Eve, which is a pitching wedge from his flat, and he still didn't appear. So if you think he was going to Betodri tonight, you are dreaming. Colin, Maybe things to do. let's talk football rather than um, too much more of the, the weather. Although I do appreciate your travel update, because it's good that we've got people out there who can give us the eyewitness stuff. As are you a Rangers fan, Colin? I've just left Perth, and it's, I've got about an hour and a half drive back home, so I'm... I'll just take it nice and easy. You <laughs> so do that. Would you, <laughs> <laughs> would you have rather, on a footballing sense, Colin, would you rather the game was on or is it a good rest? What do you think? Uh, it's, it's probably one of the ones you would say, I would prefer the game to have been on 
But as I say, you can't you can't justify. People would say God left the God left the bathtub running and it's all air Scotland. <laughs> so it's it's destroyed a few roads. We've gone for divine intervention as well. Just when you thought you'd heard it, it all, Adam doing intervention, and it's Gordon DL's bath night as well. Now that oh. we're on the topic, um, right? That's mm. it's a very small sample up until this point, but it is three out of three Rangers fans who think would have rather played. I, I must admit, I thought it would be the opposite tonight. Maybe just me. Well, it's because of what it could have meant come no, Saturday, uh, and that shows you how you know how big a time this is for Rangers. You know, you want to keep going. When you're on this run that Philip Clement is on and you're ticking games off and you've done so well to to put yourself in a position that you can go top of the league, then you want to really achieve that. Now, it's been taken away from them because this game's off. But look, take it for what it's worth. Your players have got an extra few days to recover before the biggest game of the season. He's been extremely consistent in this message. He's used this analogy a number of times about the league being... A marathon and not a sprint. He said the League Cup final was was a sprint. Europe was a sprint, and this is all, you know, kind of a bit of a more long distance event. Um, so with that in mind, he doesn't strike you as the type that will be fussed about the fact that you can't now go top at the weekend. No. But it, it was you can almost understand as a fan though. And by the way, Rangers might never go to. I have no idea, obviously, how how it will pan out. But as a Rangers fan who was feeling optimistic, it it could. It could now, in theory, be ages before before they go top. Yeah. And they've got a winter break. Maybe that's the bit. Is that the bit that's maybe just niggling away at some fans? The one thing that some fans will look to is there is the winter break after that home game against Kilmarnock next Tuesday afternoon. Rangers now have to catch up. The Hibs away game, a Ross County home game. Rangers have European commitments that Celtic don't have. Um, there's a Scottish Cup campaign coming up, so Rangers will have. A lot of football There are at least Four more games Than Celtic In the second half Of the campaign Possibly more If they advance in Europe So there will be a There will be a Stress and a pressure On Rangers And I think maybe That's why Part of the reason Some fans would have Wanted the game Played tonight um, I mean I've also seen People saying You know Between Christmas and New Year Or around this time You should try and keep The fixtures Local. I mean, we've seen Motherwell going to Aberdeen, Ross County coming down. This is where I have to hold my hands up, though, and I, I haven't quite counted that. You know, if, if you've got a game sort of 23rd or 24th, and you've then got another, you know, 27, 28, and you've got one at the weekend, and then one more. Bef- yeah, there's four I, over the festivals. Is there enough, I don't know, are there enough permutations yeah, there in I mean, the 12-team league to Ab- make sure nobody's yeah, travelling? Aberdeen can play Ross County four times yeah. over, by, over by the, the way, festivals. Don't make me get Dave Galloway. Aberdeen to Dingwall's miles away. Well, It's not close. No. That's that That's that typical Glasgow bias thing there. It is, but what, what is close to Ross County exactly. in the Premiership? Or, or Aberdeen. Yeah. So I don't think there's a solution there. Um, but anyway, I mean, Patrick's quite right. Patrick's tweeted in it says, "Typical Scottish football, really." Morecambe wouldn't have let a silly little thing like some <laughs> snowflakes stop them from playing. Poor Morecambe, yeah, dragged yeah, into are... this. Half the Scottish media landing in their doorstep on Saturday. Did they go down? Did they? Oh yes. Sorry, and, I didn't read that did paper. And, and they lose at home to the MK Dons. Oh, they get wow. a good few mentions on our show as well. So what does Hugh, that mean? Every time so what does that a goal mean? went in, Hugh mentioned it. means the MK, MK Dons are, f- bet, are, are bet, 400 times better. They're better than Dave Galloway's Dons, but it looks at things. Wow. Um, there we go. 
And Craig's on saying, was Colin not a Motherwell fan if he was travelling up via Perth to Petordry? No, Colin was just... No, he was staying in the Fisher's Hotel. Very nice, I like it up there. Um, a lovely part of the world. Oh, it's great, but lovely. Anyway, uh, what about Gary, who's from Thornley Bank? How's it going, Gary? How are we doing, guys? Hope you all had a good Christmas. You too, Gary. Quiet, was it? Uh, aye, it was. <laughs> I that, you know. Thought that, Gary. Um, what are you thinking um, about this? this so, I mean, we'll argue over anything here, won't we? Aye. You said, you said three out of three. I'm going to make it three out of four. Oh, good. I'm, I'm on to stick up for Ross County, would you believe? Um, and I'll talk about the football in a second. So, in terms of the Ross County thing, right, people are slamming them for, you know, not coming down early and all that. So, even if they had come down early, what about getting home? Given you know, given the way the conditions are just now, they'd be stranded in Glasgow. How how does that help anyone? Yeah, I think it's perfectly valid, isn't yeah. it? We we again viewing it very much through this this lens. I mean, County and Aberdeen they have to travel all the time. What does that do for um, remind me who Ross County play at the weekend? Uh, can't remember. This weekend, come mm-hmm. on. Oh, that's it's not like you, question. Roger Hannah. Come on, I'm Roger. If you don't know, there's no chance any of us will know. Who's good? Who, 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 they're playing Aberdeen. Fine, so it's me. Um, no, I'll, take, I'll take your word for it. I think you localised. Yeah, Aberdeen's are, just around the corner. If you are, stuck, made, if you are stuck tonight, don't worry about it. It's, it was just hypothetical. Um, you know, if they are stuck tonight, what does that do tomorrow? And also, this notion of being stuck tonight, you know, what, you just suddenly go and rock up and book a hotel for the full team oh, and no, backroom they're staff. Right, they're, they're playing hearts at Tencastle. Close, though. You were and then, close. then they play Aberdeen Tuesday afternoon yeah. at Dingle. They'll be home by then. Um, you know, that, that's it. It's very easy to say, you know, that ah, they should have just come down last night. I don't know if that, that doesn't help everything, does it? No, of course not. It's a good point that, that Gary makes. They would have been stuck tonight. So, there's a lot more, you know, goes into postpone the game than just a, a knee-jerk uh, decision a lot would have been thought of um, uh, and look it's the right decision to call it off and like for the players they would have rather played in my opinion um, and so would Ross County players as well so, after having their game called off I mean Gary, Gary this is the thing right we, we are barely competent at talking about football never mind <laughs> logistics or hotel reservations so again to, to bring it back you also have the view then that as a Rangers fan, with Celtic round the corner, you, you're kind of fine with this. It's, it's a decent rest. You take it in the chin compared to yeah. your, your fellow fans who phoned in angry that it wasn't going ahead. Yeah, I mean, given the luck that we've had with injuries, I think it's a blessing in disguise, to be honest, because the way that you know teams have been playing against us recently were guaranteed at least an injury or two. So for me, it's, I'm happy with it. I mean, yeah, you've got the caveat of going top of the week and all that, but we can do that by winning the games in hand, so... If Rangers are to go top of the league, and I stress that it's an if, because we don't know, um, that's one thing for sure then, it's going to require a more patient approach, Mark Wilson. Well, I think the Rangers fans, Gary might be the exception, but I think the Rangers fans were looking forward to the the traditional New Year's Day game, extra significance if you then win at Celtic Park and go top of the league. Now, Philip come on, I may not bother him, but I just think symbolically it would have been, you know, fitting with everything that's going on at Rangers at the minute. New manager, progression in Europe, League Cup winners, and then if you could have added going top of the league on the 30th of December, a couple of weeks in, your club's in a totally different place from where it was three months ago. So I I think they would have preferred that, but they'll need to do it um, if they're going to do it. 
they'll need to be patient and wait to the Hibs and Ross County games. When will the Ross County game be? Because well, Hibs I game's the end of January, is it? He doesn't even know who they're playing at the weekend. Oh, yeah. Asking him for it. <laughs> well, they're back with the Scottish Cup games on the 20th of January, I think. Rangers go to Dumbarton. Rangers, yeah. um, and far be it for me to try and step on the toes of the SPFL's fixture writer. Um, but Rangers, I guess, have saved themselves two midweeks. Yeah, because they won the group. By, by winning the, yeah. the group in Europe. Yeah. So, I don't know, that seemed like an obvious place to yeah. put them. Um, but I guess you never do know for sure. Uh, right, thank you very much to Gary then. Uh, it's 01419511025 to join in. Celtic fans, we've not actually analysed your football match yet. Why don't we do that right now? What did you make of yesterday? Was that was that an encouraging one? Does that lift your spirits? So I suppose it was a win against Livy at the weekend as well, uh, going into the game against Rangers. Are you starting to tick along a bit better than... The previous couple of weeks, any main talking points or controversies from that game as well, now is the time to get them in whilst I tell you about this. Right, imagine heading into 2024 with £300,000. That is a crazy amount, I know, but that cash could be yours. I mean, you could, you could pay for a chartered flight from Dingwall to Glasgow <laughs> with that sort of money. It is incredible. Something that you can't miss out on on New Year's Eve. Someone will win £300,000 guaranteed. So text YES to 61025. Text or £2 plus your standard network rate. You can enter on the website with online entry costing £2 or call 0330-880-4523 and the calls are charged at a standard rate as well. It's over 18s only. All the rules for this network competition are online and the lines close at 3pm on Hogmanay. That's when Jim Atkinson will make the call. There is no phrase or amount to remember. You don't even have to pick up within five rings. Answer the phone and the £300,000 is yours. Text YES to 61025. Glasgow in the West's league leader for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson both here on 01419511025. And you can tweet us as well at Clyde SSB, which Kevin McHugh has done. He says, from a Celtic perspective, many fans had fear we would go into New Year Second in the league, all of a sudden we have the chance to first foot eight points clear. That says Kevin on the line. So hearing the other side of it, what about you Celtic fans then? What are you saying about yesterday's win at Dundee? This is this is the bit where the festive fixtures do get so busy, of course. I mean, we've not, not had the chance at all to look back on the Rangers win at Fir Park. And all of a sudden we're on to the next game, that one's off. So Celtic fans, before we get too bogged down in the future... Let's analyse the game at Dens Park as well, or the was it the Scott Foam Stadium? Scott Foam Stadium, yeah. The Scott Foam Stadium. Mark, uh, where, where are where are Celtic now? Then things go very fast. We were we were at <coughs> Glasgow crisis, and I say that you know because yeah. it's not it's not, a, it's not a genuine crisis, but we were in Glasgow crisis a couple of, what a week ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, after the Hearts defeat, a um, couple of wins, couple of clean sheets. I think it's looked much better. Got to say on Saturday. From what I've seen from the game uh, against Livingston, the tempo was higher, the intensity was higher. Um, didn't create an awful lot in the first half, but it should have been ahead. And then when they got themselves in front, it was comfortable. But I thought yesterday was going to be a tricky one for them, particularly because the, the surface as well, with the game being called off um, last week at Dens, that I thought and that. And Dundee training on it afterwards. And Dundee training on it afterwards. I thought the pitch would be heavy, and it did look that way. But again, I thought the intensity, the pace was there from Celtic, and it was only a matter of time. 
before they got the goal. Probably should have been ahead in the first half with a couple of chances, but much more impressive. And I think the manager touched on that how how he's been impressed the last couple of games. Uh, and that's that's the important thing against Kelly and against Hearts. It was slow. It was pedestrian. They allowed Kelly and Hearts to get into their shape, and they were easy to play against. I don't think that's been the case when Livy and Dundee faced them. I would agree, and also I think Dundee are a decent side. I've seen Dundee a few times this season. They try yeah. and play. I saw them at Celtic Park when they lost three 0 and they gave Celtic for fifty minutes, possibly more, a really good game. They've got good players in that side, so there was no guarantee Celtic would go on that surface and you know just brush over Dundee. But they did. It was a dominant performance. Um, maybe Trevor Carson should have saved the one from Paolo Bernardo, but oh, he didn't. Without doubt, yeah. And then Mikey Johnson. Two goals, some great stats. Maybe he's, saved one of them as well. He's, you will, yeah, the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Mikey Johnson's first Celtic goals since four de- years. December 1, 2019. That's incredible. 14. To think that. I, was, I was pleased for Mikey Johnson. He's a player that's taken a lot of stick from the Celtic fans. Um, Brendan Rogers obviously likes him. He's brought him into the, the team in a position that's harshly judged anyway. You know, the wingers get a hard time when they're not, you know, constantly beating people, scoring or supplying assists and Mikey Johnson's taken a fair bit of flack recently but yesterday um, you know a fleeting appearance but gets away with two goals Is it not just though I'm I'm sure some of it will be unfair because that's the nature of these things but in amongst it is there not just a sort of genuine feeling from Celtic fans that he's not the guy to he's not going to come in and and be a regular starter he's not going to you know, kick Celtic on to the next level the recruitment should have been yeah. that he's not being relied on so much I think much. that's oh. fair I think that's fair criticism Celtic fans want to see players who are going to take the club forward and especially in that position where you're wanting your most creative players you're wanting you know your big hitters your 6 million 7 million pound players to fill those positions and when they see Mikey Johnson being brought back into the side I think they're thinking well it's like going back mm. in time to 4 years ago it's not the player's fault he always gives yeah. his all and he's not the quality that Abad is, or Jota, or Palma. Of course he's not. That's why he's not a regular. But when he does come on and contribute, um, like he did yesterday, I, I was pleased for him. I don't think he'll be in the starting 11 no. uh, come the weekend. But Did you see some of the stats? When he last scored for Celtic, Covid hadn't arrived. We had a different monarch, a different prime minister, a different first minister. It was four Celtic managers ago, four Rangers managers ago. Fair play to him for sticking a bit. You've got to you take know? the prime minister out of that with about six. Well, since then. Uh, yeah, Come exactly. Uh, anyway, um, and all of that, and Daz has made three coffees. <laughs> Stephen is a Celtic fan on the line. How's it going, Stephen? Lads, thanks very much for taking my call. Pleasure. What's on your mind tonight? I had a couple of wee points. First of all, I just wanted to have a wee slant on the the, the Ross County game being cancelled tonight. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a lot of fans are disappointed, both sides and stuff, right? Now, just imagine this: the fixture was the opposite and Rangers had to travel up there tonight knowing that there was maybe extreme bad weather the roads could be closed and with that how that would have affected their midweek preparation for Saturday's game then you'd have maybe seen the other side of the switch saying well you know it's a bit of a dangerous stringer there I think we maybe just cancel it that's definitely the best way to do it so you know in Scotland we can control a lot of things unfortunately weather just isn't one of them you know I think I think that's fair. Yeah, you know, we, we probably do do that. Like, oh, fuck Ross County, what, you know, who cares what Ross County are thinking? Yeah. Get them down here. Get them, get them yeah. in the next flight. 
Um, yeah. no, a good point from Stephen because how do you prepare, prepare then if it was Rangers the other way about they're stuck in the Highlands I and, mean I, like if you want to split yeah. hairs there would have been more fans going up than coming down but you know like, that's not everything either um, we'd obviously want to make sure fans are, are a priority um, whether you know regardless of the number that they're travelling in Stephen what about your own side then kind of Back-to-back wins, clean sheets. Are you starting to feel a bit better after some disappointing results? If I'm, if I'm being honest, I mean, I think, well, I'm glad to see there was a bit of a more robust performance. Um, first half, um, creating a lot of chances, but kind of the way I look at it, and I've said, I, I, I was on last month, kind of putting the idea about Kevin Van Veen, how Celtic maybe needed to look at some different option. I knew, obviously, they are. Um, I just feel that with the see with the aerial set pieces that we do, the the the, the return the goal ratio is is terrible for me. You know, I'm glad we have a good performance and I'm glad we won. But for me, no disrespect to Dundee, Celtic should be putting them away in the first half. They don't do it. The three nothing looks really good and the stats look good on that game. But you know, for me, the first half of that game, I was worried about that game. You know, the result came in the end, but same with Livingston, kind of the, the scoreline glosses over, you know, the actual performance for me anyway, personally. Interesting the, take. The set piece thing's interesting. I spoke to Brendan Rogers after the Livingston game on Saturday for Super Scoreboard, and he was saying the Liam Scales goal, the second goal at the start of the second half, was something they'd worked on through the week. And he said having that blank midweek, which certainly happened mm-hmm. a lot of blank midweeks, really, when you think of Cups and European games and league games, that blank midweek, he said they did the time to actually work on attacking set pieces and defending set pieces because he, Brendan himself, was making the same points yeah. he was making. Celtic probably haven't profited enough yeah. from set piece. Maybe, maybe the timing of Stephen's criticism is a bit unfair then when they did score one against yeah. Livingston, but, but over the piece... I don't know. Yesterday was was it just the delivery? I mean, I've, I think the Anglo's Palmer hit the side netting more than once. Yeah. Usually you get away with like one of them in a game. I think more than once. Quite clear that he, he tries to score, that, doesn't uh, he? He tries to put it in. Or are they trying that near post one and sort of? Yeah, but I think anything in that area, um, you know, the margins are so fine, and he's just got it wrong a few times. But Palmer can certainly deliver. Um, whether you're attacking the right areas and getting first contact onto the ball is a different matter. But they've got someone that can really put it on the. On the money for them, but when was the last Celtic team that were really, you know, powerful at set pieces? It always seems to be a criticism. Even when I was there, it was a criticism. Maybe the time before me, where you you had your Larson, Sutton, Hartsons, Mialbies, they were a really yeah. powerful team then. Bobo Balden, but I don't, I, I don't remember a period that Celtic what, have ever been great at set pieces. What was Stevens' overall take? Stevens not getting, not really getting carried away. Thinks that. The score lines have been better than the performances in the last two games, and or that it's taken Celtic too long to open the scoring. I, I don't know. Is this is this the nature of like, being at a club like Celtic? It is going to take more than wins against Livy and Dundee to convince everyone that you're over your bad spell. I suppose. Well, it will. Um, it'll take more than that. But uh, if Celtic go and beat Rangers one 0 uh, on Saturday afternoon and they don't play particularly well I don't think mm. there'll be many people coming on and saying oh well yeah, Celtic aren't playing well yeah yeah is, but I, I mean for me seeing the, the Livingston game I could see a marked difference from what I'd watched the week before mm. um, I could see a marked difference yesterday and I'm not saying it was perfect I, I'm not saying it was 
ultimately entertaining it did but feel it was a better lot more like an inevitable Celtic win yesterday didn't it in terms yeah, of the, the way two, the game the, the two games went. in the last week have but I'll go back actually a couple of days before Celtic lost at Rugby Park Derek McInnes did an interview and he said teams nowadays don't fear Rangers and Celtic the way they once did and this isn't a classic Celtic team it's not a classic Rangers team so Teams believe they can get points off both of them. Quite a few clubs have taken points off both of them this season. So I don't think Celtic or Rangers can take any game for granted. I don't think they took Levy for granted. I don't think they took Dundee for granted. But the performances were better and they got the results. I just, I, I don't think this Celtic Rangers team, when they get into a title race after New Year, I don't think either of them are sufficiently good that they're going to go to places like Dens Park Scott Foam Stadium Scott Foam Or Fur Park And win 6-0 and 7-0 They're just not going to do it Because they're not good enough to do it mm. but, but at the same time Mark You're definitely good enough To, to chalk up wins Like I suppose the way I'm trying to put it Celtic No matter how bad People thought they were A week ago Were never Ever going to follow up Kilmarnock and Hearts by failure to beat Levy and Dundee, surely you, know, you get this like law of averages. Well, but... uh, no, of course not, because we had calls for Brendan Rodgers to be sacked last week after the Hearts game, and if he didn't beat Levy uh, and Dundee, then I believe there might have been grounds for it. So the strength of the squad, you know, maybe underperforming, but strong enough should be strong enough to go on a decent run where they beat Levy and Dundee, of course. But I think the the problem is the performances and compared to last season under Postacoglu just aren't the same and I think that's a big problem with Celtic fans just now they were used to seeing this fast flowing attacking football and it's a big change even when they are winning 2 and 3 now. not really that exciting at times I suppose yesterday was certainly more towards the, the exciting side of it or maybe not um, for fans like Stephen Stephen um, was that the, the team last night though? was that the team to play Rangers? Um, I would I would say that the, the, the starting lineup would probably be the one that I would have went with. You know, even though young Mikey Johnson's come in and scored two goals uh, and, and done himself no harm and probably boosted his confidence, I think um, for me, we'd have to do, use that starting 11, you know, and uh, hopefully Carter Vickers comes through that injury because. Yeah. Um, I, I think even though Scales has probably been Celtic's best defender, I think against Rangers, you'd be looking for Carter Vickers' experience. I know he didn't play the first one, but I just think we would need him in there. You know, um, I would go with the same starting 11. And listen, you know, I, I'm, I, it'd be a really tough game, but I would be expecting the home advantage to be that additional man that will push Celtic over the line. You know, I'm expecting a home victory, but I'm not saying it's going to be. I'm expecting it because I think um, even though we've not played fantastically well on the bigger occasions, we seem to rise to it. You know, with the European home games, yeah. when we played Rangers away, you know, they were really good performances. So I'm kind of hoping for more of the same. Good man, you know? Stephen. That was Stephen and Kirk and Tillett. Plenty of time to debate starting 11s and bragging rights and all that sort of stuff later in the week. But in the meantime, let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. What well, I can just imagine the scene. You've just get you've got the new Christmas clothes on, you're just sitting there, full, tired over the last few days, you're needing a pick me up. 
and a signed ball from Clyde One Super Scoreboard is it's like the ultimate um, gift after Christmas. So if you want to try and win one, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Lines close at seven. First for football for fifty years. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Oh, what about that in the news, eh? I cannot believe that's just happened. Incredible. Unbelievable. Yeah. And you only <laughs> did the show news. yesterday with him. <laughs> Gone but yeah. never forgotten. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, for anyone who's listening on the podcast and has no idea what we're on about, I don't know what happened there. The news didn't play. The great thing is we just get to blame can someone they, else for that sort of stuff. Maybe it wasn't any news stuff. today, can't we? Um, do, do you want to give it a bash? I, I mean, you've done don't everything go else. You've done everything else on the show, Super Scoreboard Pundit. The news is that I would love to read the news one time. Ah, you'd be great. I used to do it in here. Did you? Know that. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Oh, regularly. You, you did the proper voice. Go for it then. You, can, you, you have got a news voice. So when I first started here, um, well, I did like games on Super Scoreboard first, and then that way you were just doing anything you can. Do you right. know what I did? Good news got a bit. My claim, my claim to fame, if you like, was reading the news after Andy Murray won his first Wimbledon. Oh, that's so a I good one. That was always like the weekend dafty. Right. You know, like, oh, just in here, like, and they used to, you have to think it was like till 10 o'clock at night, every Saturday and Sunday, rubbish shift, unless something good was happening. And it was obviously a Sunday afternoon. Andy Murray won Wimbledon. That's a good one to have. And Trevor McDonald, I was not, let me tell you. <laughs> my, <laughs> you think my, I'm bad at this? Wow. My, my favourite is Big Lindsay Hearn. You know, like oh, Lindsay, Lindsay does the news. He does he it for all, all the Bower stations, but when he does North Sound, he does it with an Aberdeen mm-hmm. accent. He <laughs> does, does, it, does, Murray Fox, his voice. does it with a Highland accent. That's what they ask you to do, put on an East Coast accent. Yeah, yeah. No, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I believe that there. 01419511025. This show takes you places you never thought you would go. We've been talking weather conspiracies. We've been talking games off tonight in a more familiar footballing sense. Is it a good thing for Rangers? Is it a bad thing? What does it do to the game against Celtic at the weekend? Keep your thoughts coming. We're looking back on Celtic's win at Dens Park yesterday. Celtic fans looking for more on that. What about the Edinburgh derby tonight? Nick Montgomery, we told you last week, wearing a mic, you're going to be able to hear what he's saying. There was going to be a coach and a player in the warm-up wearing a body cam. That stuff's been kiboshed. The SFA have stepped in and said that is not allowed. Why we had to wait until tonight to find that out is anybody's guess. But there we go. So what do you make of that? Is it a U-turn or not? I don't know. You can tell us your thoughts after we play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, thescottishsun.co.uk slash football. Right, it is Beat the Pundit time. Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna making his return after his first ever defeat no, no, on no, no. Clyde One Super no, Scoreboard. No, 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 the no, last no, time he no, was no, on, no, 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 he was no, no. humiliated by Chris I, Boyd. I, I have dealt with Christopher Fumersha, <laughs> who, for the avoidance of doubt, Mark, was supplied with equations and answers in the afternoon. Nonsense. Oh, but, it sounded convincing by, to me. By someone not a million miles from you and I. Oh, <laughs> I tell you. A stitch up. Yeah. The, the integrity of Beat the Pundit has been compromised. Mm-hmm. Therefore, we're starting with a new slate today. I think I, I, I believe you were who told you that? Who told you that? Christopher from Ayrshire. He he admitted that. Yes. Why would he make, Why would he make that up to then take the shine off of his own victory? Because he's an honest man. That he is not. How could you fall for that though? Did you not recognise his voice? Do you want to know what is, is worse about it? Right. Fine. I will reluctantly admit that <laughs> um, you were beaten. No, you were beaten fair and square. But I'll 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 accept that you're not. Um, Going to it's minus not, two. It's not going on your record, and you're not going to minus two. However, how you didn't know that was him on I the phone? I, genu- I genuinely didn't. And the number of people who have said that to me <laughs> since then, 
how how I didn't and even some of the clues you were listening back you think oh my god but I can't believe that genuinely I genuinely my, didn't my, I, my I genuinely own, didn't my mum texted me yeah, yeah. straight away and ah, said, you said to me last that's, week, yeah. that's Chris Boyd people I gen- like I genuinely didn't know Wow, listen folks, he's good at quiz questions but he's a bit slow in other regards so there we go, 01419511025 um, Right, let's go to Alan who's from Kilmarnock, how are you Alan? No bad, I'm in a toilet on the way to Paisley <laughs> Right, a bus toilet I assume <laughs> Yeah, it's a bus toilet, like, no, just, no, just a public toilet. Just some yeah. like moving <laughs> toilet. So, on a supporter's bus? Yes, I need some quiet and they're absolutely going mental. <laughs> so, you've just, I, I might regret asking this, have you gone to the toilet because you knew you were playing Beat the Pundit and you wanted it to be quiet or have we just caught you at like the wrong moment? Well, but I both thought I might be playing minus one <laughs> I can actually hear that in the background he's got in the game superb I'm adding that to the list we've had what have we had Labour Ward Sunbed <laughs> Bath and Toilet and Supporters on Bus on a Kelly Supporters Bus do you want to give a mention Alan to the Supporters Bus like what, what's it called it's the Salt Supporters Bus <laughs> this is going to be good I hope nobody else in the bus needs to go while he's playing Beat the Pundit well, that's the main problem. Or lock him in. We've all done that. Wait till your mate goes in the bus toilet and don't let him out. Anyway, right. What we'll do is I think we'll get this show on the road quickly before <laughs> I regret this. Heads, it will be... <laughs> this is a terrible idea. This is a terrible idea. Heads, it's Mark Wilson. Tails, it's, got, uh, it's uh, Roger Hanna. And it's Heads. He's off the hook. It is Mark Wilson. So, we'll give Mark some greatest hits radio to listen to and we'll give you and the 53 others on the bus, Alan... Your 30 seconds. Just answer as many as you can and pass if you don't know the answer, okay? Good. Right, let's go then. Your 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Jose Cifuentes plays for which country? Cyprus. Who's Celtic's top scorer domestically this season? Oh, Mark Bailey. Name either Scotsman who scored in last night's English Premier League. Again. Which Scottish Premiership team has the most yellow cards this season? Hearts. Of the 12 Premiership teams in Scotland, how many club badges contain a football? Three. Who had a better win percentage, Martin O'Neill or Gordon Strachan at Celtic? Gordon Strachan. Let's bring Mark Wilson back. Mark, can you hear us? Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you're up against difficult. It. Oh, he, he'd, Roger's he'd, face there was So many people helping him out Did he? Ah, right, I thought, okay I, thought, I actually thought they were Good luck, Alan Kelly boss Right, 30 seconds on the <clears> clock <throat> And your time starts now Jose Cifuentes plays for which country? Colombia Who is Celtic's top scorer domestically this season? Matt O'Reilly Name either Scotsman who scored in last night's English Premier League John McGinn Which Scottish Premiership teams get the most yellow cards this season? Motherwell of the 12 Scottish Premiership teams, how many club badges contain a football? <laughs> Three. Who had a better win percentage as Celtic manager, Martin O'Neill or Gordon Strachan? Martin O'Neill. Will Fish is at Hibs on loan from which English club? Man United. Is it? Alan and the Saltire supporters. Bus, what do you think? Have you done enough? I think the last question is for me. Oh, oh, good, um, Alan. Jose Cifuentes plays for Ecuador. Ecuador. <gasps> None of you got it. <laughs> um, Celtic's top scorer is Matt O'Reilly. You both got it. Alan was like, can barely remember because Kilmarnock just 
They're the dominant uh-huh. side against Celtic this season, but um, but Matt, or- Matt O'Reilly is name either Scotsman who scored in last night's English Premier League, John McGinn or Ollie McBurney. Uh, so you both got it. We gone to two all. Which Scottish Premiership team has the most yellow cards, hammer throwers, and proud? It is Motherwell in forty-seven. Oh, what a g- yay! What a great answer, Mark. Thank you. How lucky is that? Slatter, no, Slattery's got most of them, is he not? Alan, how lucky is that? Boo! Yes, honestly, yeah. it is season. I sympathise with this because these questions are just a, just a th- shot in the dark of the twelve Premiership teams. How many club badges contain a football? <laughs> Motherwell, Kilmarnock, Aberdeen Rangers, and Hearts. It's five. None of you got it right. Who cares? Um, who had the better win percentage? O'Neill or Strachan? Alan went Gordon Strachan. Did he? He's wrong. It's hey! <laughs> 75 to 65. And I'm afraid, Alan, that's you. It's a slippery slope. Will Fish is on loan from Man United. So it's actually a 5 <laughs> 2 win. Yes. Have that. The Kelly bus. How'd you like that? Well, we'll win the day, sir. We'll win the day. You should get beat as well today. Fancy your chances tonight, Alan? Aye. Aye. They've caught up. They're on the delay. Um, <laughs> right, well, I think we'll just—I think we'll nip this in the. He's gone as well. Yes, genuinely. Ah, <laughs> oh, well done, Alan. I think um, quit, oh, that's a first. I was going to say quit while we're ahead. I think we were behind right from the off there. Good victory though for me. That's I'm a on a good, good streak at the minute. Producer's going to need to listen to all of that back. Make sure nothing untoward was shouted and cut it off from the podcast. My apologies if anything was, but I think we were fine. Alan's all right, wasn't he? Yeah, fine. Fine. yeah, fine. Um, fail. Just done the nice stuff. Yeah, yeah. I think we were. I think we were all right. Uh, right. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Do you know what I must admit? What did strike me when I watched um, you doing your hot wings challenge against Gordon Deal? I didn't really realise. I wasn't familiar with the format. I knew what like the punishment was, obviously, um, but I didn't know it was like a quiz. Now, naturally, <laughs> I would. I would expect you to beat him, right? That, yeah. That, that, that goes without saying. Um, but I think in amongst it all and I've seen people replying saying oh it was funny to hear you swearing and whatever else both of you I think the biggest thing that people might take away is that you're actually not as daft as people think okay I don't know what if that's do a compliment that? or not I think so you just, well, I get the answers is, yeah is some... and I know you've got that okay. in you but I don't know if the listeners do uh, they were shocked at some of the answers by the way I, I didn't ask him this I didn't know you had to phone a friend they just kind of sprung that on yeah, us yeah Roger so Mark picked, had you down John Higgins I picked you friend. <laughs> oh, for phone a friend um, but I didn't need you what a great compliment um, and it's good to know that Gordon DL's ways go beyond here because it doesn't quite rival like Bevis Mugabe being Argentinian yeah. or United States of Arab but my favourite one on the quiz that him and Mark Wilson were on it was um, what was it who's going to play Harley Quinn <laughs> in the next version of yeah, yeah. of the, the film, uh-huh. and uh, it's in Nicholas Cage. <laughs> I did laugh. I'm that. never going to go and watch that movie. <laughs> it was awful. Oh, so basically, what you take out of that is he doesn't have an inside man at open goal exactly. the way he's got an inside yeah. man here on a Saturday afternoon. By the way, what about the way he speaks to John Higgins as well? Ah, he's a you know, I know he's, he's, The guy's a he's world rude. champion Multiple times He's a rude man Anyway Right 01419511025 Quick recap Game off tonight at Ibrox I mean you can argue about Whether it's right or not I don't think that's fair But carry on That's what we tend to do Footballing wise Good or bad thing Ahead of the meeting with Celtic What do you think? Celtic fans What do you make of The game against Dundee yesterday? Edinburgh Derby is on tonight 
we were all, I think, at least intrigued. I think that would be a fair word to cover everyone, because uh, I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but we were going to hear Nick Montgomery mic'd up and all sorts of behind-the-scenes stuff. And at the last minute, it's been announced that the SFA are not having it and it's not going to go ahead. So um, sorry if I stole any of Andrew McLean's thunder there, but just to get you to get your calls in right now, and we'll speak to you once we've heard from Andrew. Take it away. Yeah, well, starting with the game, good that this one is going ahead. A bit windy here in Leith at the moment, but it is dry, and this game is going ahead. Two draws in the last two Edinburgh derbies. Both teams will be desperate to get the upper hand tonight, though. Hibs, because it would see them go just two points behind Hearts, really starting to put the pressure on them in third place if they could do the job tonight. But for Hearts, they're looking to put the pedal to the floor, try and create a bit of a margin between them and the teams below them. Lauren Shankland is the obvious danger man for them, though. So much talk about him recently. Four goals in his last three games. He's now the Premiership's top goal scorer. He scored more than half of their league goals this season. And if you think if Hearts are going to get a result tonight, he needs to be a man in form. Hibs have been sharing the goals around the team, but a chance for someone to step up and try and make themselves a Derby hero tonight. And as you alluded to there, what happens in the dugout will be staying in the dugout tonight. Nick Montgomery won't be mic'd up after an 11th hour interference from the SFA. I know a lot of people were going to be intrigued by how that was going to look and and what they might hear from him, but that is now not going ahead. But let's look at the teams for this one. Both teams have made three changes from their last outing. Hibbs, Hanlon, Ewan and Jago drop out for them. Bashiri, Newell and Campbell are in. So it's David Marshall in goal. The back four, Lewis Miller, Rocky Bashiri, Will Fish and Jordan Obita. The midfield four, Josh Campbell, Joe Newell, Dylan Levitt and Jair Tavares. It's Martin Boyle and Dylan Venter up top. The substitutes, Wallacott, Hanlon, Ewan, Jago, Stevenson, Dodge, Molotnikov, Whitaker and Landers. The three changes for Hearts, Halkett, Oda and Mackay are all out of the starting lineup. In come Kingsley, Newenhoff and Forrest. So Xander Clark continuing in goal. The back three, Stephen Kingsley, Frankie Kent, Kai Rolls, Nathaniel Atkinson, he's the right wing back. Alex Cochran over on the left. It's Caleb Newenhoff, Benny Beningamy and Aidan Denham, the midfield three. Alan Forrest supporting Lauren Shankland up top. The substitutes, Gordon, Halkett, Haring, Oda, Mackay, Civic, Tagawa, Lowry and Vargas. The referee, John Beaton, the VAR for this one, Andrew Dallas. What a professional Andrew McLean is Meant to be at Ibrox Just a quick detour I mean, it wasn't that quick Because it was called off hours ago But you know what I mean He's there anyway Bringing us up to speed On the build-up to the Edinburgh Derby Which Roger Hanna Look, it's still a great game We're still looking forward to it It just it, it just feels a bit different tonight that, that, that There was supposed to be a lot of extra incentive there Nick Montgomery was supposed to be mic'd up um, I think one of his coaching staff Was going to have a body camera yeah. on the heart, one, A Hearts player was going to wear a body camera During the warm-up um, and, and now none of that's going to happen um, the Scottish FA have sort of blocked it if you like um, concerns over sort of IFAB rules as to whether parts of it are allowed concerns about in- integrity of the game um, for some of the things that, that you might hear well, what's your reaction to the latest well, development on the that? first thing we'll say is come 8 o'clock it won't matter a jot to sure. the Lauren Shanklins and Martin Boyles of this world they'll just go on and play the Edinburgh Derby the way they always would um, on the mic or no mic I thought it was a bit of an innovation from Sky Sports um, I think all of us were looking forward to seeing and hearing what it would be like when Nick Montgomery was mic'd up and Sergio Ramundo had the body cam on um, I think it would have shown a good light on the league and on the f- 
fixture itself I think it's quite progressive They do it in other sports There's no reason they can't do it in Scottish football But the one overwhelming thing for me, Gordon, is If the SFA have reservations Which they clearly do And if the SFA want to block this Which they clearly have How can you wait to two or three hours before the game? <laughs> We've all known about this for... I mean, if the five SFA days, had days. a five-day Christmas party, where have they been? Yeah. What have they been doing? Now, Hibernian announced this in a great joint initiative, great publicity, great publicity mm-hmm. for Hibs, fair play to them, great publicity for Hearts, letting people into the, the pre-match meal, great publicity for the league, who were quite happy to do it. Sky Sports put a lot of money into Scottish football. The last time I checked, there weren't a whole host of blue-chip sponsors queuing up to fund Scottish football. Sky put a lot of money in and should get something mm. back. So quite why it's taken the SFA until a couple of hours before kickoff to knock this in the head is breathtaking. Uh, I suppose that would be the thing, Mark. If, and I'm sure the Scottish FA are doing it all in good faith, you know, no, no reason to, to think that, that that isn't the case. You know, And if, they're, if, there, if there are rules in place and they really think this cannot happen, this cannot go ahead, may not like that, but you, 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 but you would maybe have to sort of hold your hands up. But, but is, that, that will be the frustrating thing from the outside. Five days ago, the SPFL, the league body, announced this. Yep. I mean, they share a floor at Hamden. Is it is it is it too much to ask that somebody went and chapped the door and said, "Oh, by the way, that that, that can't happen." Should the SPFL's communication with the SFA have been better? Fine, maybe. Um, how's it got? How's it got I'd, to this? I've no idea. And with Roger and yourself on this one, the uh, pretty easy. To pick up, it was everywhere. I think we were all looking forward to seeing what it looked like and how it was broadcast. And Rogers Wright's guy putting an awful lot of money. I would have put his ahead of you know some other leagues, um, and who knows where it would have led to um, being rolled out. I quite enjoyed the footage that we're seeing in pre-match meal. Uh, I've seen Sky also going into the manager's office there, so it's all built in a, a fixture that's got so much passion. Um, and rivalry in it as well That would have looked good I just cannot for the life of me think Why the SFA have waited this amount of time To pull the plug And and how they've got to that stage You know, well, what, what have... Well, like I said, the, the official reason So we've got the timing as well I mean, they're apparently taking issue with Integrity breaches um, And this is, this is sort of way above my head I guess in the sense that I, I wouldn't even think about this And I still don't necessarily see this as a valid reason But I'm sure that that's just because it's not on my radar, um, you know. Because maybe people watching can get like information in play that they might then be but, able but, to but, use but in a gambling God. sense. Sorry, I'm just running through like the official. I don't. I'm not saying you have to agree with it. Um, talking about you know an, an advantage for, for people being able to listen in tactically. Um, I think ultimately you can do it if you. So the IFAB rulebook says devices must be authorized. Um, now, obviously, the SPFL were fine with it, but the SFA, who are in charge of officials and disciplinary processes, weren't. It certainly sounds like the refereeing side of this has, has carried a lot of weight, yeah. Roger Hanna. Yeah, but listen, Gordon, correct me if I'm wrong, you know more about Sky Sports than I do. Well, I wouldn't bet but, on it, to be When fair. this game's on tonight, I don't know whether there's been a misunderstanding at the SFA, when this game's on tonight, you're not going to be hearing, or you certainly not, but you wouldn't have been hearing Nick Montgomery live. What you'll be hearing live is Ian Crocker and his co-commentator commentating on the live events of the football. Then when there's a break in play, there's maybe an injury to a player, there's maybe a delay, there's maybe a ball going out for a throw-in or something. At that stage, Sky would then broadcast some of the inserts that Nick Montgomery's already said. Sky weren't intending, again, correct me if I'm wrong, 
to broadcast Nick Montgomery as he was speaking because they've got a commentator there commentating on these things. So Sky's usage of Nick Montgomery's audio mm. and the video from Sergio Ramundo wasn't going to be instant. So it's not compromising any integrity of the competition. Why, why would the body cam be again? I think, know, I, think for, I think for stuff like that, like the IFAB rules, and this will be the bit that. That, you know, the SFA will just kind of show you the rule book and say that devices must be must be authorised before, and, and that wasn't the case, which then takes you to the next layer of, you know, did why should should the SPFL have spoken to the Scottish FA before? Um, I mean, this was done before. This was done. What was the game again? It was called the Innovation Game down south. It was something tells me Portsmouth and Wickham. I think they did it last year. Um, and again, it, you just kind of, it just has that like Scottish football feel about it, doesn't it? Um, you know, Nick Montgomery's even he's been speaking tonight, saying that he he and Hibbs were willing to embrace it and they wanted to show the game in in a good light. And it's um, it's backfired dramatically. Yeah, it's not only is they're not getting the opportunity to show it in a good light; it's showing Hamden in a bad light again. It's showing that the people on the sixth floor, the SPFL and the SFA, can't communicate, and even. When the SPFL announce this initiative, it takes the SFA five days. Five days, Gordon. Think what you've done in the last five days. Oh, yeah, lots. Five they, days they before they can announce. Oh, actually, mm. that, that thing you announced five days. I, I meant to say to you, you, you actually yeah. can't do that. You need well, to turn that microphone I get, off. I guess worth bearing in mind that they haven't announced it at all, really, because you know the story <clears> started coming out this afternoon. Your newspaper, the Daily Record, um, Sky have now gone on air at seven o'clock, and, and they've kind of revealed it or explained why it won't be happening. Um, Sky have every right to be loved Every right to be loved Yeah, You well, think the amount of work that goes into that from Sky uh, And the production company And putting everything in place And getting everybody to agree And it could have just been stopped at the source right away But to put in all the work And to put it out there And other managers remember were asked Stephen Naismith was asked uh, I think Clement was asked yeah. uh, And it was such a big thing You just wondered I wonder where this is actually going to lead to And for fans to have that insight I think it would be Magnificent for them to get a glimpse, but the SFA uh, backwards thinking again. They could have got ahead of the game here and put our game in a good light, but they've rejected it. Well, what do you think? Maybe it is justified. Maybe you can see all that as well. You don't have to agree with Mark Wilson. That's the beauty of this. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five, and we'll speak to you next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Listen and watch. Check the Twitter feed at Clyde SSB. The team with the biggest support in Glasgow and the West for 50 years. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Mark Wilson are here on 01419511025. Keep your calls coming in on whatever topic is tickling your fancy. Uh, and whilst you do get in touch, whilst we line those calls up, let me give this question. The full-time teaser with Sliding Wardrobe Solutions East Kilbride. Slad wall panels available in seven colours. Now in stock at East Kilbride at competitive prices. Thank you to Stephen Makara for sending this question in. I am going to make it just, even even by Roger Hanna's standards, I'm going to make this just a fraction easier than the version that Stephen sent in. Just a fraction though. So we're looking for one, two, three, four, five, six international footballers who've scored the winner in an Edinburgh derby since 2011 so games that have been decided by a single goal can you name six match winners who are international footballers 
in the Edinburgh Derbies since 2011. Does that make sense? Because so, yeah. I've edited the question, I probably made a backside of that. Since January 2011, there are six international footballers that have scored the winner. Games decided by a single goal in the Edinburgh Derbies. Can you name them? Martin Boyle. Got to be one. No. Oh, what? Kevin Nisbet. Yes. That was Done. the most recent one. Uh, Shankland. Uh, no. No. Easter Road now. Remember, because there's a lot going on here. They don't yeah. only have, need to score, they need to have won the game, and needs to have been like the actual winning goal, if you like. Mm. International footballers. So if Nisbet is the most recent, need to work back from there. Yes. Um, I mean, is there a reason I've worded it specifically like that? International footballers. I mean, you were right. You, you you read me. You've gone Martin Boyle. So it's not just Scottish. What about Rudy Scatchel? No. Was he an international footballer? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, he played for the Czech Republic. Has he yeah. sc- he's not on the list. That's all you need to know. Single goal ones. Um, Who was the centre half that scored for about 40 yards? Ah, that was Ali Mostork, but I don't for Turkey. I don't think he played for Turkey. The great thing is some of these maybe don't even have that many caps, but... And it might not all be for Scotland either. It's um, a good one. Trying to think back. But Stephen Elliott for Hearts? Nope. Hmm. Another Hearts show was going to be Patrick Kisnorbo, the no, Australian. No, 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 no. no. Something that I think is more well known than them, to be honest. Yeah. Kind of closer to home. John McGinn? No. But who would fall into the Martin Boyle? Category of international footballer Jamie McLaren No Even more specifically like Martin Boyle Camberry Oh Jason Cummings Jason Cummings <laughs> Camberry on there No what's no. going on with you two I like, don't know Seriously Jason Cummings I was trying to get at people that were born here But played for Australia Yeah Just I get you possible. I get you mm. Um Yeah Anything happening Anything else Will we just leave it there What about uh, Paul Hartley No Okay, we'll just leave it. We'll leave it for now on 01419511025. Aaron Hickey? No. No, honestly. Right. He I, scored. I know, but not the uh, winner. Another winner. Right. A, a 1-0 victory. Um, right, so that Edinburgh Derby we're building up there. We do have other games on, of course. Roger Hanna, you'll be looking forward to them. Very much so, yeah. Um, and they're important games because I think St Mirren are home to Kelly, um, Alan and the bus party from the Saltair Supporters Club will almost be there I would think St Mirren have only won two out in the last ten I think Gordon um, they're not scoring a lot of goals the form's dipped they are still up there in the top six but Kelly have gone above them quietly um, so St Mirren could really do with a, a home win quite an attacking lineup. I think Stephen Robinson's picked tonight the likes of Lasagna's back in there with Ayunga up top Greg Kilty against his former team so they, they will go for it but I've been impressed with Kilmarnock lately not just the win over Celtic but the way they've gone about their business of late you know winning up at Aberdeen some decent results I'm going to see them for Super Scoreboard on Saturday at home to Dundee be a good game so that'll be a good game tonight Livingston Johnson this is now D-Day for Livingston they are five points adrift but the fixtures they've got prior to the winter break home to St Johnson then they go to your place for Park on Saturday Gordon and then they're at home to Hearts next Tuesday afternoon David Martindale will need to target points from those games because he won't want to go to the winter break with Livingston badly detached yeah it's a huge one 
for Livy uh, this evening find themselves seven points behind St Johnson and we're chatting about Craig Levine on Saturday how he's he certainly turned things in the right direction for St Johnson um, so like it's a big one big one uh, for St Mirren as well Kelly St Mirren started the season so well it's funny how this wee period the, the, the forms just changed at Kilmarnock Roger quite rightly describes it as just kind of crept up there uh, and, and sitting in fourth but obviously the big one Hearts uh, Hearts v Hibs um, this evening should be a cracker as well uh, take away all the commentary thing and all that the game itself is always a good one if we think back to the game in was it October the last one 2-2 two, two, where Hibs came back uh, it was 83 seconds between the goals something like that, that. Scored. and he's not even in the team tonight dumped in the bench Eli Ewan yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose that that's like that's the the thing that underpins all this annoyance Roger about what you know what's happened with the the attempts at being innovative because I think what maybe got lost in this is it doesn't even need to be everybody's cup of tea you didn't have to think it was going to be this amazing earth shattering idea it was just about trying something. Just try it and just see yeah. just see how it how it goes. Yeah. Nick Montgomery might not have wanted to do it again. Sky might not even have wanted to do it again. But at some point, and whether that does require better planning or better looking at the route, whatever, but at some point, Scottish football is gonna have to try and do something a bit forward thinking when yeah. it comes to the way we sell uh, and present ourselves. hundred percent. Um I'm all for it, you're all for it, I think Mark's all for yeah. it as well. Unfortunately, there are insufficient people in authority at Hamden who are aware of the problems of Scottish football. They would quite happily sit, never speak to anybody, never come up with an idea, just plod on the way we are and watch other countries overtake Scottish football. So there needs to be more innovation. There needs to be more blue sky thinking. There needs to be more ideas Otherwise, Scottish football mm. is just going to be stuck in the mud and stuck behind everyone else, Gordon. And is he, look, I know it's easy for me to say because then I sort of sit on the broadcaster side of it. Um, but you know, I'm a fan like everyone else that, that kind of watches. And and by the way, broadcasters, no, you don't get any naivety or lying from me. You know, they can do way more for sure. Um, but I sometimes watch like superstars of the game, like Haaland or whatever, and and you know, you're allowed to. He will wander up and join the the TV coverage before the game, um, and you know the absolute A listers and, and that sort of involvement. It feels like, and that's what was good about Hibs. And see, by the way, see if Stephen Naismith doesn't want to do it. That's fine. Hundred percent. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. Make somebody do it, but at the same time, clubs and authorities at some point are just going to need to do something that feels a wee bit uncomfortable because you just can't stand still. Is that fair? Well, I think down south when you look at the production behind that and you're touching on Haaland, Darren Carragher and Neville it's a much more relaxed environment but the stakes are higher you know, billions of pounds in that league but they're much more relaxed and comfortable uh, in their own environment I think up here we're, we're so rigid and so guarded what if someone doesn't like what I'm doing or what if someone gets a glimpse of my tactics and who cares? You know, the fans want to see more interaction it's the way football now and the Premier League in England have been great with it but we had an opportunity tonight just to go that wee stage further and it may have led to to mm. all managers being mic'd up and who would it, it could have led to come on or Brendan Rodgers being mic'd up and you're getting a real insight into your mm. club but 
the SFA knock it back, so we're back to square one. And the thing, the thing I can't get away well, from is how long it's taken them to knock yeah, it back, well, and, yeah. and the lack of communication between two ruling bodies on the same floor of the yeah. same building. That's probably the biggest point, actually, isn't it? Because if there is, you know, if there's a rule there and whatever, and people haven't thought about it, then. Who are we to? Um, it, look, it looks like amateur hour. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at a reaction coming in. But I believe, you know, I'll just go back to that. I think Chris Sutton has had his say on the Sky programme earlier on. I think he's described the SFA as an embarrassment. Can't, uh, can't really argue with but that. I, but like I said, there's always, you know, a bit of balance to be had. Gary, you're, you didn't really fancy it anyway. You think it's a good thing that it's been kiboshed? Yeah, I think uh, just that last point. Can I touch on that? Chris Sutton saying everybody's embarrassing. I think he's the biggest embarrassment uh, in Scottish football. But I mean, uh, in terms of yeah, uh, in terms of the the dash cams on the the players and that. I mean, as was. I mean, it would be a an all too bad thing. I think if the mics were to be strapped up to the the referees, I think that would be a bad thing because well, I, I think they were kind of. They didn't want it to go ahead in case the the coat Nick Walsh singing "You'll Never Walk Alone" on Saturday. I mean, I know these are like probably really well rehearsed quips that you've made um, about Chris Sutton and Nick Walsh, but it's not entirely the point. In fact, it's not really like the point at all because the ref wasn't getting mic'd up, and he certainly wasn't. There were no plans to make anyone up at the weekend. So if we sort of skip past all the, the sarcasm and the passive aggression, um, where where does that that leave us, Mark? It, it, because I, I noticed the reaction when it first came out. People said, "I'd rather ref, the, I'd rather make the refs up," which I understand. I okay, like that yeah. myself. That is like a genuine, like I fab. I'm just not having that. You look, look around. It's just not happening in competitive yeah. football. So that would be the bit that needs like proper clearance. I guess somebody somewhere didn't think that it needed the same level of clearance. I don't know when it when it's a manager if there were concerns there that something might be overheard or whatever. Well, it's always going to be the risk if something's overheard, but why could it be a bad thing? I'm struggling to see the negatives behind it. You know, fans want more access to their team. They they absorb football, you know, 24 hours a day, social media is awash with it, certain tactics, um, you know, you've got instant access to players through Twitter and Instagram and whatever else you like. So this is the next stage along. This is a genuine match day experience that puts you in the manager's shoes. Why wouldn't fans want to see that? I don't see the negatives. So let me guess, Gary, you don't want Philippe Clement mic'd up at the weekend? No, eh, no. I think I think eh, even the likes of Brendan Rodgers and eh, Philippe Clement, I think they should be able to express their emotions without a, a, without a, a camera, a mic or whatever. I, I think they should be able to do their own things. They're getting paid to, to manage, no sit there. And it's not a reality show. I mean, they're not getting paid to, to sit there with a dash cam mm. on or... Yeah, and I think, by the way, I think that's all fair. We've said it right from the start, you don't have to like it. I think the point is Nick Montgomery wanted to. You know, I think that, that's important. It's not like someone's pinned well, Nick Montgomery down and yeah, some sort of I, lamb I, to the slaughter. So I'd, I agree with that. You know, you have to consent to it. It shouldn't, shouldn't be forced on any manager. But again, the fans will sit there and they'll criticise, happily criticise. Man, surely you'd want, you know, reasoning behind why mm -hmm. a manager's made a decision or the way he's speaking to players to give you better knowledge of how to criticise rather than... Because I'm seeing various tweets here talking about making managers... No, no, no one no, made the managers no, do it. Do Let's that. actually stick to the facts a bit on it. Um, thank you, though, to Gary. Uh, speaking of the derby, what about this list then on the full-time teaser? Can you name six 
international footballers who've scored the winner in an Edinburgh derby since January 2011. So like it's been settled by one goal and they've scored the winner. You've got, um, who do you have already? Nesbitt and Cummings. Nesbitt and Cummings. Nesbitt and Cummings. Nesbitt and Cummings. Liam Boyce? No. Ryan McGowan? Mm. Mm. Connor Washington No, it sounds like you need thinking time We'll do more next Glasgow in the West's league leader For 50 years Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson and Roger Hanna are here They're on the final part of tonight's show We're about to speak to Russell We're looking ahead to tonight's games That are kicking off round about now actually The Edinburgh Derby's a bit behind um, It's a later kick-off So we'll keep doing that and anything else you fancy on the phones quickly on the teaser since January 2011 six international footballers have scored the winning goal so like this, this Edinburgh derbies that have been decided by a single goal have got the winner in those games all competitions you've given me Kevin Nisbet and Jason Cummings so it doesn't need to be Scotland Kevin Kyle yes January 2011 yep. well done what about Callum Patterson yes Hi. Callum Patterson that's his pal <laughs> what about Stephen Naismith? Um, no. So no. you've got. He did score in one, though, didn't he? I think he um, did. You've got one. Is that two to get? Two to get, two yeah. To get. Mm-hmm. Then. Russell's in East Kilbride. How's it going, Russell? I'm very well, Gordon. Thank you very much for taking my call. And good evening, Mark. And good evening, Roger. Good evening, Roger. Yeah, uh, I had a point about the uh, you know the whole um, the body cam and the the, the um, audience listening to the uh, management you know tactics. Uh, we, um, you know, the house manager. You know, I, I really disagree with it, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you for why. Uh, you know, there's a lot of people listen to this program and they do certain jobs and things like that. Me, for a start, I'm a chef. I am not about to start sharing my recipes with other people, and you know, just for comparison, you, you, you know, you build yourself up, you work your way, you do your own thing, you do your tactics. I think I'm a Rangers fan, Philip Clement. I don't think he'd be happy in the listening in. I don't think Brendan Rogers or Derek Adams or Derek McInnes, they would not be happy, you know, having their, 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 their tactics uh, shared across mm-hmm. the board. I mean, you know... And by, I, I by, the, way, by the way, Russell, you're right. Philippe Clement said as much and that's fine. But if we're talking about this, Nick Montgomery was fine with it. So that's the bit maybe that we're, you know... Let's not be offended on Nick Montgomery's behalf. You know, are we worried about Nick Montgomery's tactics? He's fine with it. His part, uh-huh. you know, it's just you know, you got to keep your cards kind of close to your chest. You know, uh, you know. Again, it goes across the board, no matter what you do for a living. Oh, but, but that's that's, know, that's the that's the point, Russell. You might not want to share your recipes, but some chefs might. And to to try and go back to it. Nick Montgomery was fine with it. I would take your point. If we were pinning managers down and saying you must do it, we've got a bit of a problem on our hands. But Nick Absolutely. Montgomery didn't think Nick Montgomery didn't think whatever the arrangement was that it was going to compromise him tactically. No, 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 no. no. So if he didn't think it was a problem, why do we think it's a problem on his behalf? Because well, for, well again, it's only my opinion, Gordon. But how far do you take it? Uh, you know, when does it you know stop becoming about? Oh, we can hear the the um, the managers, you know, you know, talking or you know, instructing players in a dressing room but on the pitch between silences. All of a sudden, six months down the low, down the, uh, down the line, uh, we're going to start taking supporters to you know signings and and things like that. You know, I mean, uh, how much? There's so much 
have got to be a secret. That's they've got to be a surprise in football, you know, as well as well, you know, we you don't want to just be listening to right, 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 What are you going to be saying? You know, right, okay, take him down, blah, blah, do this, do that. Fine, we've got them. What we can hear, we can hear the manager, we can hear the um, the assistant coach. Okay, we'll make up the referees next. Well, that would be good. We'll, we'll start taking microphones into um, what would be wrong with that? Any meetings? So you don't want to hear the refs either. I, I do because I'm <laughs> well, the only person in the world. It's just <laughs> I'm speaking for like so many other. You know, it's just like I just don't get it. Listen, by the way, I'm quite happy to share my because I'm I'm a big believer in. Absolutely, I mean, that, that's my, my, my legacy uh, I thought well, we started this call when Russell <laughs> wasn't prepared to share his recipes Anyway, very quickly, answer Russell's point I think the SFA have now um, It's saying that they've not, it's in like contrary to reports You know, they've not blocked it I'm sorry, I can expected a statement along those lines Because you know, the wording of it can get a bit um, um, Maybe a bit muddled if that's like... Um, so they say they've asked IFAB on behalf of the clubs and they were informed on Christmas Eve the intended use was not allowed within Law 4. We immediately relayed this confirmation from IFAB to the relevant parties. Um, that was on Christmas Eve. So I, again, whether this is a communications thing on someone else's behalf, I think that's what the SFA are certainly suggesting. Um, so round and round we go, Roger. Yeah, round and round we go. This is the SFA. Somebody's woken them up, Gordon, because they're getting a little bit of criticism tonight um, for spoiling what would have been quite a nice initiative. Um, I'll be fascinated to hear what Sky Sports have to say about it officially. I'll be fascinated to see what the SPFL have to say. Uh, we might need to wait for the SPFL at the time it takes mm-hmm. them to respond to things as well communication at the SFA and the SPFL is not good enough either internally or mm. externally it's been shown up again tonight I said that again it's worth being a bit calmer about it if you hunt if you're not allowed it and that's a blanket thing so yeah. be it I, I don't know then when they did it in England last year that Wickham game how did they do that, did is, they do is, that? is that a bit yeah. no but maybe it is just a bit of different request it'd be nice to know a bit more um, about it certainly uh, right thanks my to suspicion Russell. is there was people inside the SFA unhappy with it and they've hit the people with from Hibs and Sky with this IFAB rule very late uh, right okay we will leave it there because we've got one more thing to tick off before we go Clyde won 50 years as Glasgow and the West's number one Radio Clyde 261 all together now Sing it to me now this very radio station turns 50 on Hogmanay, 50th anniversary, 50th birthday, and to mark that occasion, there's a lot going on in the station, but here we always try and make it about football, and the pundits have all been choosing their standout moment from the last 50 years across Scottish football. These guys have had their turn. Mark Wilson, you went for Celtic, getting to... Yeah, I did, Seville. Roger Hanna, yeah. you went for... Archie Gemmell, 78. You did, indeed, which means I'm going to have to pick one tonight. And I would just love... I, would, I mean, if I just want to be completely just like biased about it and stick one, I would love to go the 1991 Scottish Cup final, right? Because obviously... I'll tell you all about it after, after the show, but... Try not to do too much of that because I do understand, you know, there are lots of teams in that 50 years that have won one cup or whatever, and it's been a special one. Unfair and Dundee so, United fans, that Gordon. So I'll only, I'll only make it slightly biased um, and as a slight Motherwell link in there, but how could I not include James McFadden in Paris yeah. at a time when there was nothing to cheer yeah. for the Scotland national team? And that guy, time and time again, stood up. And it gave moments, but none better than that. And of course, this radio station had some very famous commentary to go along with it as well. So it is just our own 
opinion It's not a definitive list I don't even think it's in any particular order But we'll get the rest of the pundits to add theirs uh, As this week goes on But we're going to try and come up with a 10 Before Hogmanay And I will add my tuppence worth to the list James McFadden, Paris yep. Any objections? No, oh, it's a belter Yep, yep I'm Everything surprised that's it. not come up Standard yeah, ball position Yeah Nature of the goal Yep First touch, eighty yards out. Oh now. yeah, the the ability to bring that out the sky and then because we don't even talk the about the fact that the keeper maybe should have saved it. We just oh, we just gloss over that. Don't we? No, it's too much power in that. Um, Such an iconic moment. Yeah, and I feel like a real sense of nostalgia. I watched it and I, I wasn't lucky enough to be there in a pub. And I maybe wasn't eighteen quite yet. I was such a rebel, you know, Ooh. like a couple of months short, and. Um, that's where I'm actually going tonight after the show oh, for a birthday party. So there we go. Couldn't not include Great it. Radio Clyde commentary. Just you know, a, yes, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Famous yeah, the one. SFA would have switched the mics off that night. Oh, come on. You're far <laughs> too cynical. There's obviously a good reason for it, according to our latest statement. Mm. So there we go. Uh, right, we're about to kick off that Edinburgh Derby, and we've got games underway as well. So before we finish off any more on the teaser, I'm struggling, Roger. You got any? What about Anthony Stokes? Nope. Ooh, Andy Webster. No. I'm going to clatter through oh, somebody. No. Mark Milligan. No, 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 no. <laughs> Chris Killen. There's another one in the sort of he's Scottish but he doesn't represent Scotland camp. Ryan Gold? Nope. He does he represent Ryan Gold. Internationally. Nobody, oh, yeah, no, of course, course, he's never been camped, has he? I'm thinking because he's in camp. Mark Nolte. No, you, so go down that route for me. David Witherspoon Yes perhaps. David Witherspoon. Oh, okay. Aye, aye. And the last one does have Scotland caps. I think round about. I looked it up recently for something 10-ish, maybe But you probably he's, If you're thinking Hearts Which you need to do mm-hmm. You also might want to think like Ross County Played down south as well He's still on the coaching staff, is he? Or did he leave with Malky Mackay? Oh, no, Don Cowie Don Cowie He's number two There we go, Don Cowie, that's you You're done Happy? Oh, good Yeah Great to see you Hope you're all enjoying the festive period That's us Almost back in a bit of a routine We then go out of it again at New Year Don't we But we're here for the next couple of nights At 6 o'clock Gordon DL and Andy Halliday tomorrow So you're not going to want to miss that one Make sure you join us from 6 o'clock Big football games tonight to look back on And a certain fixture to look ahead to this weekend as well Have a good night